Your Jeep speaks volumes about who you are, so why shouldn't your grill? Under the Sun inserts, one of a kind, made in the USA. High quality aluminum inserts fit perfectly and snugly behind your stock Jeep Wrangler grill, giving your Jeep a look of its own. Under the Sun inserts, made right here in the USA. Check them out at underthesuninserts.com. This episode is sponsored in part by our friends at HID Extra. Go to HIDExtra.com to view the best in HID and LED headlight conversion kits and accessories for your Jeep, off-road toy, or daily driver. Stay tuned to later in the show to find out how you can get 15% off your entire order at HIDExtra.com. Episode 277, April 20th, 2017. This week's show opens up with some talk of a Jeep hybrid and how you can get some of the gear seen in the concepts from Easter Jeep Safari. Later, I'll be reviewing the wild boar grab handles for the JKs. We've got our first review of the official Jeep Talk Show app. We'll hear about a popular trail system closure, and I talk a little bit about LED shop lights. Tammy's going to go into the basics of approach, departure, and breakover angles. We'll talk about some of the off-road events coming up soon and even get into some tech about third brake lights. It's all coming up on this week's Jeep Talk Show. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Podcasting since 2010. Are you ready? It's the G-Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Trying to plug that Jeep in? Nah, not quite yet, you know. The Shanghai Auto Show has been host to a heaping helping of hybrids this year, and, well, we here at the Jeep Talk Show have one that we think you guys might just be interested in. Jeep created this Yuntu SUV concept, and it features a plug-in hybrid powertrain. Interestingly, Jeep has very little to say about it and didn't even provide hypothetical performance or distance figures, apparently because it's just a concept. About the only thing Jeep did announce was that the Yuntu was designed with a focus on Chinese consumers' tastes, not American or European, also citing that the SUV segment in China is the fastest growing in the country. While the design may have been targeted at Chinese buyers, I think the Yuntu would find its fans here in the U.S. too. Mixes cues from both the Compass and the Renegade, and, well, you have that whole green thing with the hybrid thing to well, appeal to the Birkenstock and granola crowds. The roof treatment with a thick, upright, body-colored D-pillar and black roof come right from the Renegade, as does the generally boxy aesthetic. From the Compass comes the familiar slim seven-slot grille and horizontal headlights. The inside has no parallels to the current Jeep line. It's light, airy place with plenty of pale woods and lots of future tech. The dashboard is effectively all screens. And a few buttons and switches that are present in this thing, well, they have a unique copper finish. It's far from future, it's, far, it's far more futuristic and more modern than any Jeep on sale right now and certainly is set apart from many of the concepts we've seen from Jeep over the last several years. Now, as for what this Yuntu means for the Jeep brand, well, there are a few possibilities. First off, the name. I can't stand it. Yuntu! All kidding aside, it's, well, it's, it sounds like something that you would, you know, it's like a southern drunk southerner asking if there's something you would like to do. Hey. You know, all, all kidding. Yeah, you know. <laughs> all kidding aside, it could just simply be a styling exercise from Jeep that indicates where the brand is headed in the future. These future designs could be applied to either China-specific versions of current vehicles, or they could also appear on vehicles in other markets, such as the U.S. It's also entirely possible that this concept is a preview of new SUV 
a, a new SUV designed just for the Chinese market or a sign of possible hybrid drivetrain options for future models. Jeep could do this fairly easily and affordably by putting a toned-down version of the Yuntu's design on the Cherokee platform, which is already built by FCA's Chinese partner, GAC, there in China. This wouldn't be their first time. This wouldn't be a first time a car company has created an SUV just for the Chinese market either. Mazda did it with the CX-4, so Jeep could certainly do it too. Anything you can do, I can do better. Well, hey, how about uh, speaking of concepts, the Jeep switchback concept? Yes, even you can have one. Every year, thousands of Jeep enthusiasts descend upon Moab, Utah for one of the largest Jeep events in the nation. Jeepers from all over and all walks of life, all on the hunt for adventure, trails, and campfire stories to tell next year. A big part of this is Jeep's presence with their offering of concept vehicles. And although this year was no different with Jeep showing off a design and geared concepts abound, well, it was one model in particular that I wanted to focus on, the Switchback. It's basically just a Rubicon, but it's loaded with all the best that Jeep has to offer in the aftermarket. And I'm talking official Jeep gear here, people, not JCR Rough Country parts. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> we start off with what we know and expect from a Jeep Rubicon. Dana 44's front and rear, 3.6 liter V6, 5-speed auto transmission, 2-speed transfer case, etc., etc. Now from there, it's all a matter of picking out what you want to upgrade. It's like going to a candy store. How about a 4-inch lift kit with Fox Remote Reservoir Racing Shocks on all four corners? And yes, they made a specifically Jeep version of these. Even has the Jeep Performance brand logo right above that famous Fox tail. It'll be set up with 37-inch BFG KM2s on this thing if you want. Or if, when you get stuck, well, you also have no worries as this Jeep will also have a brand new worn winch sitting right up front. To help you see what you're doing, well, the switchback is decked out with all the latest in LED lighting technology. The best part? All of this is available through your local dealer and, when installed through your local dealer, doesn't void your warranty. I know a lot of you new JKU owners out there are probably salivating into your speakers at that, but it's true. All this Jeep performance gear, and since it's Jeep branded and installed by a Jeep technician at your dealer, it's all covered under warranty. Now, the only thing you won't get is the custom hood graphics and the one-of-a-kind roof rack and, oh yeah, those super cool half doors too. If you want those, well, you have to break out the Sawzall. Of course, this all comes with a price tag. To outfit your Jeep to be just like the Switchback, well, you'd be looking at about an additional 15k in parts and labor. Hey, nobody said having, having fun was going to be cheap. you got to pay to play, right? I want to thank all of you guys out there who help us out each and every week by submitting stories for This Week in Jeep. If you have a response to any one of our stories or you have something you think we should be reporting on, by all means, send us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. Pay to play. The only time you can't you can get away from that is uh, if you're out of town and you have a fake driver's license. Am I right? Yeah, you guys Possibly. know what I'm talking. You know, you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> oh, you're listening to Jeep Talk Show, the number one Jeep podcast at my mom's house. Well, we're going to get over to uh, the uh, third installment of uh, the YJ information that uh, Nate from Wrangler Extreme is going to be talking to us. And, uh, you know, I don't think this is just a YJ issue. Uh, talking about rust. Oh, boy. I think it has a lot to do about what part of the country you're in. Uh, and uh, certainly uh, Nate is up there in uh, the... They call it a rust belt. Is it actually a belt? I thought it's just kind of like a... Yeah, it's kind of like a band across the, most of the Midwest and then central yeah, United the States. Salt which, belt. Yeah, yeah the salt belt. Yeah, salt belt is another way of describing it. Just all those, all those, uh, those cities and towns and states that there that which usually get hit pretty hard every winter with snow, 
typically use salt on the roads, and well, you're going to find a lot of rust uh, in the cars that drive on those roads in those states as well. So. How far south is that? Does that go all the way to Oklahoma, or would you think it's a little nor- further north? Than, no. Uh, I would say it's a little further north than that, yeah. Yeah. See, I've uh, I've been down in the south all my life, so it's just a, a completely foreign concept. And there's people out there just, you know, oh, I hate you, I hate you. It's like being in California, getting a Jeep from California, get one from South Texas that's always been there. Uh, as long as it wasn't on the beach, you should be okay. Anyway, let's go. let's get over to uh, Nate at Wrangler Extreme. Hey, Jeepers, this is Nate with SWBCrawler.com with another edition of Wrangler Extreme. Tonight, I'm continuing the YJ series with uh, some information about what you may want to look for in a YJ if you're looking at perhaps buying a YJ. Uh, There's not a whole lot of them on the market anymore, so pickings may be slim. Uh, There are plenty of them on the road, though, so you'll you'll probably see, uh, you know, plenty of options, plenty of chances with private sales and whatnot. So there are, the, the YJ is a pretty simple platform. There's two main things that take YJs off the road, drivetrain problems and rust problems. So I'm going to cover some of the common things with each of those. Uh, so first I'm going to cover rust. Uh, as with any vehicle, especially those that are off-roaded, uh, you'll end up with certain places on the undercarriage where dirt can accumulate, and where dirt can accumulate, so can moisture. And if moisture accumulates, you start to get rot, and rot will kill your frame pretty darn quick. So, uh, a few places you want to check. First of all, right where the skid plate goes across the bottom of the Jeep underneath the transmission, uh, there's six bolts that hold that uh, uh Belly, pl- belly pan in place. Those bolts are threaded into what they call nutserts that are just basically uh, expanded into the, the frame. Uh, the problem is the dirt will actually get inside the frame, and because that's the lowest point of the frame, that's where it settles. And when it settles there, it rusts those nutserts, and when you try to take that belly pan off, those things will just spin, and then you're going to have to cut them out, weld them, or uh, cut them out, torch them out, whatever you can do, drill them out and put in new inserts or get a whole new frame rail to, to replace that section with. Uh, I actually had my old YJ, I, I had to drill them out. I had a machine shop make threaded inserts for me and I put them back in. So that's one thing to check for. It's hard to check on a on a used car lot to see if you can get those things out, but uh, if you've got a Jeep that you're already disassembling, that's something you're going to have to be aware of. Uh, the rear shock mounts, right above or right above the rear axle, there's two shock mounts on the frame. Uh, dirt will collect in there, look above them, clean out all the dirt, give the frame a good wrap if, with a hammer if you can, and see if, uh, see if it breaks through. Uh, the rear shackle mounts, which is the rearmost section of the frame, the, the frame sort of you know slopes up and back down again to clear the rear axle. On the on the back half of that, where all the road grime just hits the frame as you're driving, uh, that's pretty common to rust and rot through. I've seen a lot of YJs where that whole back half had to get cut off and rebuilt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course there's the body. Uh, with any vehicle that the top is removable, <clears throat> you may end up with water inside of the body. Uh, that, of course, will collect on the floor plan, the floor pans, uh, driver and passenger f- seat, also in the rear behind the, the seats where the roll cage comes down into the, the, the body tub. That's pretty common to collect dirt and rust, and you can actually rust through, which compromises the, uh, the strength of your roll cage. Uh, so the floor plan, the floor pans, both, you know, at the feet of the driver and passenger, and right behind the driver and passenger seats. You want to check those out pretty pretty closely. All right, that covers rust pretty thoroughly. Uh, next time around, I'll cover drivetrain. I don't want to drag this on for too long. All right, if you want to chat about rust or uh, YJ issues, just look me up on the Jeep Talk forum. Thanks. 
Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, you know, he's talking about those nut certs. I remember having the same issue with uh, the TJ when I was putting the uh, flat fender flares, the Bushwhacker flat f- uh, fender flares on the uh, O3 uh, TJ. Good Lord. I mean, the nut certs are, are nice. I guess they're kind of like molly bolts for sheet metal. Uh, <laughs> and they're, they're, they're really nice as far as being eased to make it easy to put things on. But boy, it does suck whenever they get rusty. And, and, it, I, and even down in Texas, I think they get rusty because – uh, as I recall, uh, I was trying to remove those, and they just spun, made the hole a little bigger, and came out. Fortunately, I didn't have to put anything back in there with the uh, the stuff that I was putting on. So uh, the rust belt's not alone on that one. Yeah, no, I was going to say, even out here in the Pacific Northwest, we, we get snow, but we don't use salt, and we still see rust out here. And, and I've experienced it more than a few times myself on various builds. Yeah. Just not as bad. Um, I, I, oh, certainly not. Yeah, yeah, it's not that that you know vehicle eating cancer that you that you see coming out of the East Coast or something like that. But yeah, it's it, I've I've seen some I've seen some uh, some East Coast transplants, if you will. You can definitely tell they they weren't here from the South or or from the Pacific Northwest. You're listening to a four x four radio network podcast. The Jeep Talk Show is a proud member of the 4x4 Radio Network. Just visit 4x4radionetwork.com and learn more about the 4x4 podcast, the Center Steer podcast, and the Trail Chasers podcast. And if you're looking for more Jeep Talk Show, then tune in every Tuesday for the live call-in show. Tony and Tammy take your guys' calls live on the air. They have guests and they'll give you that extra Jeep fix you need to carry you through the week. Want to join in on the fun? Well, just head over to jeeptalkshow.com for the show times and phone numbers. And don't worry about missing the show when you call in. We've got it set up so the show streams to you during the call. Just couldn't be any easier. Hey, check out their latest episode, number 34, where Tony and Tammy do their very best to bring you guys another great live episode. Oh, and they talk some Jeep, too. And Tammy tells you what she did on Easter to give her a one-way ticket straight to hell. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Damn it, Tammy! You've been holding back. I haven't you heard about this. Supposed to tell anyone? <laughs> That's a little tease for you guys. You're gonna have to download that that stuff now. <laughs> hey, don't forget to subscribe. YouTube.com/slash Jeep Talk Show. You'll never miss an episode. So, uh, you guys are aware that we uh, have uh, redone. We're doing a, a do-over, a redo. Uh, but we did give away the Jamic. Uh, <laughs> so we're not. We didn't take it back. But we have another Jamic to give away. And uh, through the end of April, that's only 10 days left. Now, I know you guys have been thinking about taxes and getting that stuff done and and in at the last minute if you were like me, but now it's time to focus on doing a Facebook Live video so you can win Jamic number two. What's a Jamic? Well, gosh, you haven't been listening to the show, have you? It's a hammock for your Jeep. It actually goes right there where either the front or the back, if you've got a JKU, right across the, the roll bar, the roll cage, and you can just relax and have a nice uh, cold one there with uh, by yourself or with a friend. Hell, maybe three. I, I, I guess it really just depends on how, how much they weigh. Uh, I think it goes up. What was what did uh, he tell us, uh, Tammy? 350, 350 pounds? Is yeah, what I don't will. remember that. But, yeah, it's on episode one of the episodes of the Colin <laughs> it's show. It's an episode with a number in it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway, you just go over to Facebook and then uh, do a Facebook Live video. And, and, and we found out on the last giveaway that several of you are not aware how to do that. We're happy to help you. Just uh, give us a chat. Send us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com and we'll help you out as, as best we can. But just do a Facebook Live video, record uh, the video, and tell us why you absolutely must have a jammock, a hammock for your Jeep. And uh, don't forget that once you get done recording the, the or uh, having the live video, it'll ask you about posting it. Post it, 
then go into the comments and put at Jeep Talk Show, the at sign Jeep Talk Show, and that'll tag us on it, and that way we'll know about it, see it, and be able to watch it. And then uh, Tammy, Josh, and myself are going to watch all the videos and decide which one needs the jamic the most. So it, it really is that simple. If you know, if I could hone it down to just a few words, it would be sound a lot more simpler too. Just do a Facebook Live video, put at Jeep Talk Show. Uh, I'm sorry, at Jeep Talk Show in the comments, and then uh, wait back and see if you're going to be the winner for the next jamic. Remember, end of April, just uh, ten days left. Just go to facebookcom Show and be sure and like our page. Shut up and listen. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut up. Shut up, Shane. Hey, shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for G-Mama. So when I first bought my Jeep, becoming knowledgeable about ground clearance and off-roading related angles was not even on my radar. But if I'm going to become queen of the off-road vehicles, I need to get cracking at those books. Just because you're getting or have a lift and bigger tire doesn't mean you're invincible on those trails. It's important to educate yourself about your Jeep. Do you know the difference between ground clearance and the different off-roading related angles? If not, pay attention. Since I love to hit those off-road trails that are a little rocky, it's important to know my Rubicon's ground clearance and it's three main angles. First, the ground clearance. That's the measurement of the space between the lowest point of your vehicle and the ground. Duh. Well, <laughs> this information is particularly useful for those who plan on driving through uneven terrains because it is easy to drive over something too high and have it scrape or damage the bottom of your vehicle. On the standard Jeep Wrangler, the ground clearance is 8.3 inches and it goes up to 10 inches for the Wrangler Rubicon. Now, these are stock. If you want to further increase the ground clearance, adding a lift kit and larger tires are a great way to do that. Now, you need to pay attention to your pumpkins, as we sometimes like to call them. My pumpkins are purple. Pumpkins are your differentials. That's the place that holds those gears that make your tires spin. And it's good to educate yourself where they line up when you're driving. Now, on the Jeep Wrangler, your front pumpkin or your differential lines up with your right elbow or your passenger elbow when you're driving. So you place your hands on your steering wheel and where your elbow falls is where your front diff lines up. Now, your rear differential doesn't line up with your front differential, like in most vehicles. This is because of the Wrangler's transfer case. So you're going to want to get under your vehicle to check it out so you know where the diffs are. And those are usually the lowest points on your Jeep. Okay, so now we have the Wrangler's angles. There are three angles you need to keep in mind so you don't damage your vehicle when you're off the beaten path. They are your departure angle, approach angle, and breakover angle. The breakover angle refers to the maximum angle the furthest the vehicle can be angled or tilted without the middle of the vehicle's undercarriage touching the ground, rock, or terrain. This is measured by the lowest point of the vehicle for safety, and most people tend to add an inch or two to this number to make extra sure they don't damage their vehicle. Now, each number varies depending on the Jeep's trim. Now, the breakover angles for the Jeep Wrangler Rubicon are 25.8 degrees, and I will share a link in our show notes once we post the show so you can check out the angles of the other Wranglers. 
Now, the departure and approach angles are kind of similar. The departure angle is the maximum angle a vehicle can descend without the tail dragging your rear end. Not yours, but the Jeep's. And the approach angle is the maximum angle a vehicle can crawl up without the front of the vehicle dragging. These both have to do with the inclines. Just one is up and the other's down. Just like with the breakover angle, angles depend on the Jeep's trim. Now, the Jeep Wrangler Rubicon, the departing angle is 32.3 degrees, and the approach angle is 42.2 degrees. Now, these are all on the stock vehicles. Everything changes once you change your Jeep. Now, there's an, the reason this is so important is um, there's this obstacle at Roush Creek. It's just a big um, incline, a little bit of a, a top, and then a decline. And everyone was encouraging me to go up this obstacle. Now, I was stuck, and I just was looking at it, and I'm like, this just does not seem like a good idea. So I tr- did crawl up it a little um, And if I would have made it all the way up to the top, because I'm the four-door, I would have centered, high centered at the top, even if I made it that far, because my rear bumper, if I would have kept going, would have scraped and even been torn off. So knowing your ground clearance and your angles are just as important as your Jeep parts when it comes to off-roading. So folks, anything you'd like to add, I would love to hear from you. And there's so many ways you can do that. You can email me at info at jeeptalkshow.com. You can leave a voicemail on our jeeptalkshow.com website. Just go over to the right-hand side of the screen and push the little leave voicemail button. Or you can go over to our mobile-friendly site. It's a new form we created just for you. It's not your typical form. There's no telling you to go to Google to search. There's no dumb questions. And you can find out more about all the stories and information we share here with you on the Jeep Talk Show. That's at jeeptalkforum.com. Hope to see you there. Well, isn't that special? So uh, nobody answered me in the chat room. Whenever you said that 28.5, I was wondering if that was Celsius or Fahrenheit. Oh, it's degrees. Just... <laughs> yeah, degrees, of course, but Celsius or Fahrenheit? <laughs> Fahrenheit. Oh, there you go. See, that's the way you do it. <laughs> All now, one, right. thing I, one thing real quick, I just want to clear up the uh, what angles that Tammy's talking about as far as approach and departure angles is, is either coming down from onto a flat or coming from a flat up onto or down to a uh, uh, an incline or a decline as as it were so yeah um, you can drive on a 32 degree incline all day long and not drag a bumper but it's when you uh go down from that incline onto a flat uh, flat area is when you're gonna you know start uh, encroaching on those departure or approacher angles yeah yeah thank you and that's one of the reasons why uh, a lot of people do the aftermarket bumpers is to increase that uh and also to the lift uh, larger tires. Uh, well, I remember, actually, I, I mean, say. your your wheelbase is almost as critical to your breakover angle as your lift. You know how much uh, lift you have. You know, so you know a, a Wrangler is going to have less of a breakover angle um, than than a uh, than a uh, than like a Cherokee. Uh, JKU is going to have you know more than a than a than a like a CJ or something like that. So mm-hmm. you know that that kind of comes into play as well as far as you know your your. Your, your, how you know distance from the front tire to the back tire so you guys may remember a few years ago there was a cherokee used to go over a wall uh, from mexico to the united states and, <laughs> yeah i've seen the pictures everybody's seen those pictures and, didn't quite make it and the xj got got high centered it got stuck on the wall because the the ramp they had 
uh, going up. And actually, the, I guess it was really the ramp on, on the other side that wasn't uh, it, the angle was too great, and mm-hmm. uh, the uh, the wall actually uh, impacted the uh, the bottom of the jeep. So that's kind of what we're talking about. You could get yourself uh, stuck on something. Uh, or you, your bumper could actually be in the dirt or in the rock that you're trying to move forward if the, uh, the breakover angle is, uh, is too steep for, for your Jeep. And just another damn good reason to modify your, your vehicle is what I say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, none of this stuff really matters all that much as long as you've got enough armor. I mean, you could drag your Jeep over yeah. and through just about anything you want, providing you've got the armor to protect it you know, from instead of rolling over things like you should. So I've seen these guys, I've seen some guys, you know, use this type of, uh, of wheeling skill set, if you want to call it that, uh, to get through a trail. <laughs> but uh, not exactly my style. But, uh, you know, if you're armored up there and, and you've, you've got the you got the cojones to do it, drag your Jeep over anything you want. Yeah, and the speed, because sometimes uh, even the armor, uh, if your wheels aren't making enough contact with uh, the surface, true. you won't be able to, to go forward or backward. So, uh, what you said about momentum. Yeah, yeah. If you have the momentum, and and if you don't have lockers, we all know about the momentum mm. because that's what you have to have a lot of the time to to go forward. <laughs> that's right. All right. So uh, we've uh, it's been a couple of shows at least, uh, but we had uh, some more interviews from uh, Dave CJ Dave from the Off Road Expo. I believe it was in Arizona, and uh, well, we have a, another one for you tonight. And uh, you guys keep in mind this was Dave's first. Uh, First time doing any interviews, and I thought he did a wonderful job. Hi, I'm Dave here at the Jeep Off-Road Expo, and I'm here with... Matt Savage from Trail Products. Hey, Matt, nice to meet you. You too. Hey, why don't you tell us a little bit about your product? What do you got going here? So we build, we are in the Jeep market, only Wranglers, everything from a CJ all the way up through the JKs. We're, we get our data from the factory directly, so we use factory OEM data. Everything's made and designed in the United States. It's manufactured distributed and shipped and stored out of L.A., Los Angeles, California. And we sell to all 50 states, Canada, and we're looking at expanding into Mexico, thanks to the show, actually. Somebody came with one of the distributors from Mexico, came to us yesterday, and we're working with them. Right now, I've got the email and working through that. All so right, we're growing. Cool. We're, it's taking off. Very cool. I mean, I love the whole idea of exporting out. I want to yeah. see money coming back into our country. Yeah, exactly. With the so, trade deficit, it's it's yeah. huge that we take American products and sell them to not only our own yeah. country as well, but uh, internationally. You know, we're not a multinational company. We're a small California-based company that love jeeping, and that's why we started the company five years ago. Yeah, I was talking to one of your partners over here earlier, and he was really giving me the lowdown on your bumpers. I really like the way you guys go through and design everything and really take yeah. your time in doing so, that. Yeah, it's, it's, we're a little different. Because we get the OEM data, we take it, we laser cut it, we press break it, we design it, and obviously build it out. Then we actually own a CJ, a YJ, a TJ, and a JK. It goes on the vehicles and tested in Mojave, California, at the base of the Sierra Nevada. So we go through trails like the Rubicon, we do the desert racing, we do all of those types of things before we go into production. Because there's a lot of times where we des- we design something, even using the OEM data, and we go, you know what, that handle would be better if it was a half inch to the left or a half inch to the right. Mm-hmm. And then we go through a- another revision or generation of oh. production, build that, test that, and then it goes into mass production. Once we're comfortable that that product is going to hold up and is overbuilt for the market, we won't have failures. That sounds really great. Now I'm going to ask you the important question. Yes. You own a Jeep, right? Yes. What color is it? White. 
white. All right. All right. Thank you so much. (laughs) I love that. that. CJ Dave getting in with the, uh, the color wars. It's great. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Great interview. All I got to say is whoever that was doing the announcements over the, the PA system, that was just rude. How dare they interrupt our in the middle of Dave's interview. Good Lord. Don't Next you, year, we'll have to address that kind of uh, inconsideration. Uh, there'll be a strongly worded tweet from an anonymous source. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> Factory installed original equipment lighting isn't always enough or as bright as we would like. So upgrading or adding additional lighting to your vehicle can make a huge difference in both safety and visibility when driving on or off-road. And who doesn't want a little added assurance when you or your loved ones are behind the wheel? Now you can upgrade all your vehicles all at once at one place. Just go to HIDextra.com to see the very best in HID and brand new LED headlight conversion kits for whatever you drive. From remote switches to brackets and more, HID Extra has everything you need for a complete, hassle-free, plug-and-play installation. Oh, it's superior lighting and painless installation not enough for you? Well, there's more. Right now, use the code JTS15 to get 15% off your lighting order today. But don't wait. The code is only good until September 2017. So for the biggest and best selection of headlight and auxiliary lighting upgrades for your car, truck, Jeep, or side-by-side, head to HIDextra.com today. And don't forget about the discount code JTS15 for 15% off your order. Wow, 15%. That's great, guys. Yeah, I want to tell you guys about a great way to customize your Jeep like never before and get some additional armor while you're at it. I'm talking, of course, about a custom grill insert from Under the Sun Inserts. Their patent-pending design is made from solid one-piece aluminum. Oh, did I mention each piece is made by hand right here in the USA on Long Island? Two good friends with a love of Jeeps and off-roading had a vision of bringing good, strong, and clean-looking grill inserts to the Jeep world, and they did just that. These super strong inserts fit perfectly and snugly behind your stock Jeep Wrangler grill, protecting the radiator and engine compartment from tree limbs and debris while on the trail, all while giving your Jeep a look of its own. The install process is very easy. Anybody can do it. There's no drilling or screws required, and it typically takes less than five minutes. Choose from images like the American flags, Oscar Mike. They even have solid colors, or choose from a beautiful sunset. Under the Sun inserts will even work with you to directly to get your own custom design or logo put onto a -a one-of-a-kind grill just for you. Still not sure if an insert is right for you? Well, check them out at underthesuninserts.com and see see these in action for yourself. See what their customers are saying, and for a limited time, be sure to use promo code JTS17 for free shipping. That's JTS17 for free shipping over at underthesuninserts.com. Well, another great offer. I love, I love how they all seem to use GTS in those codes. It's, it's like Jeep talk shop. <laughs> all right. Can we do reviews now? I, I, yeah. I, I want to do a review. Yeah, do I know you've been waiting for that. You can even <laughs> now, read it, Tony. This isn't so much a review no, of the show, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but more of a review of the apps that we've got out now. Tony? Oh, I do get to. So this is about, uh, this is a, a review that we got on our Android app. It, we got a five star 
And uh, listen, who is it from? Do we know? We don't know who it's from. No, they, a name yeah, they are anonymous it. as they're coming. Oh. At least this one was anonymous. This came did did come directly from the uh, Google Play Developer Console, though. So this is this is from Google, uh, and they had a uh, the message was a user has reviewed your app. Oh, and this okay. is the message we got. I, th- I think I can actually see the names because I can log on where the uh, oh, okay, yeah, the, I was say the, the information I had, I didn't have that on there, but I'm sure it was uh, available to us if we just looked hard enough. Yeah, well, yeah. You, if you had access, is what it would be. Anyway, uh, getting to the review. It says, great podcast hosts, that's plural, are funny and informative. Thank you very much. I think they much. only meant two were funny. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, well, I'm not sure which Tammy, two they were funny. talking about. <laughs> you're, don't do that. <laughs> so anyway, that's great. And if you guys don't know what we're talking about, app, you know what a, an app is. Everybody downloads an app. Well, now you can download an app for your Android or your iOS device. And in layman's terms, that's an iPhone or an iPad. So, uh, it, you know, uh, it's always possible, you know, if you thought about it and you have an iPhone and you could go over there and press the five stars on the review and, and give us a review and we would be announcing our first iPhone review. <laughs> Are you tired of all that noise from those other shows? I think you have to keep that rig at the moment. Now you can relax to the pleasing tones of the Jeep Talk Show every week. Unless you got Dana 60s and 40s. Get the highest audio quality possible with each download. And if you're tired of all that other stuff, then subscribe to the highest quality podcast on the web. The Jeep Talk Show, available on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher Radio, and more. You guys you need to give me a beer. Hey, folks, we love hearing from all of you, so don't forget to call our voicemail at 530-675-4102. Just jump over to our website, jeeptalkshow.com also, and you can leave us a message. Just click on that leave voicemail button. Now, this is a about a trail closure from Goose. You're going to need a pencil, a paper, and a map, so get ready. <laughs> Hey, this is Tony. And I'm Tammy. And this is Josh. And you've reached our 24-7 voicemail line. You guys know what to do, so after beep, leave your message. Hey, Jeep Talk Show. It's Goose. I just found out that I've been wheeling on a trail that has a portion of it that's closed, and I know a lot of other people have been as well. I'm not the only one guilty of it, but there's actually no real good markings on the trail saying that it's closed. It's basically a, a county line. These trails are Hackett Gulch and Longwater Gulch in Divide, Colorado. Predator Four-Wheel Drive here in Colorado Springs has adopted this trail, but they were only able to get the Teller County portion of it. The other portion of it is Park County's portion, and Park County won't open their portion of the trails. Their portion of the trails are the ones that include the river crossings. The river crossings at the end of Hackett Gulch and at the end of Longwater Gulch connect those two trails via the Hackett Crossing. For anybody here in Colorado that likes doing the gulches and divide, they suggest staying a quarter mile away from the first water crossings that you encounter on Hackett and that you encounter on Longwater. All right, guys, I hope you all are having a good one, and uh, if anybody's got any questions, uh, you all know where to direct them. And hopefully I can help out as much as I can. Thanks. Bye. Hey, Goose, thanks a lot for calling in with that uh, that information. And uh, hopefully that'll keep somebody from uh, getting a bad situation. Yeah, or worse. 
Hey, you yeah. guys, uh, take a take a uh, just a minute or so and go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash survey and take our survey. It only takes a moment, and I've said it before. I'll say it again. You, we just need your PIN number, your mom's maiden name, where you bet your wife. Uh, <laughs> no, you don't need any of that stuff. It's nah. just it's a very basic uh, you know, uh, type stuff that you see, you've seen in many, many surveys. Just gives us and any potential advertisers a good idea of what our uh, audience segment is like. So again, just go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash survey and uh, two minutes, you're in, you're out. Hey, and now something we look forward to each and every week, and that's hearing from the mind of Nikki G. From the mind of Nikki G. Sadly, I have to state that Nikki G was having problems with his iPhone and getting into SpeakPipe. What is with you people? (laughs) So, well, this is Apple's fault, he says. So, we're going to have to bring you Nikki G not on SpeakPipe tonight. Hey, this is Nikki G. And, uh, Who? <laughs> Apple won't allow my SpeakPipe app to open up for someone that no reason. So, this might be just the quality of call you've come to expect <laughs> from Nikki G. Uh, <laughs> but, anywho, so glad that uh, Supercraft called in last week. It's glad to hear from him. A great idea on a free gas can. Uh, so I hopped on a plane, flew up to Canada, and uh, with the price of airfare, rental car, <laughs> and uh, bail money at the border crossing. <laughs> there it is. Uh, that free gas can cost me about 2500 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just joking. But uh, another alternative is to just use, do what I do, just uh, use a soda pop bottle. For uh, as a gas can, or if you don't like to use plastic and go uh, environmentally friendly, you just use like an old wine bottle or a liquor bottle or any type of glass bottle. And if you lose the cap, you can just stuff a rag in the end of it. Oh, he went where I was going. And, uh, you know, it's, just, it's always good to have, uh, you know, just when you're on the trail and you stop to have a smoke, and your friend says, hey, toss me a bottle of that gas. You know, what could yeah. possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? I'll chat you later. Oh, we need a, uh, the Jeep talk show does not condone or recommend that you try this at home. (laughs) As you Uh, guys, timely reference. This is a, it reminded me a little bit of like a a fire marshal bill episode. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mad TV. Yeah. That's that's not as old. (laughs) That's not as old a reference as uh, some of mine, but that's an old reference. That was a funny show. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah. So that would be, uh, that would be a lot of fun. Uh, I was, just, I had this, this vision of zombies, you know, zombies attacking. If you had that wine bottle that you'd right. finished because of the zombie apocalypse, now you got it full of gas. You can, you, the, it wouldn't actually stop the zombies immediately, but at least you'd be able to keep up with where they were. <laughs> so it'd be really easy to see where they were. All right, uh, Tammy, save us. Save you from the, the silliness. Um, this is the day where I get to do my Jeep Mama product review, and I decided to pick the Wild Boar Grab Handles. Um, Tony and Josh, I bought these on a whim one day because I have seen other Jeepers with them, and I thought they looked pretty cool. Plus, when I wheel, especially in those off-camber or steep downhill inclines, I tend to tense up a little bit. I'm constantly holding onto something in my Jeep, and mostly it's the center console. 
Um, and like that will prevent me from tipping over. But yes, oh, and I know two hands on the wheel, but sometimes my fear just takes over. So I thought I would give them a try. They look super easy to install. And of course, um, I went on YouTube to check for an install video just to make sure I was on the right page when it came to my install. Well, Chris from Chris's Corner on YouTube made it look so easy. Now, these grab handles have two standoffs for each handle and two bolts for each handle. What you do is you insert the bolt through the handle into the standoff then you line up the bolt with the holes on the A-pillar, which would be right up here. You can see that um, when you're driving. That's the A-pillar right there. Well, not for me. It was not easy. I was having one heck of a time trying to line up the two, bolt, two bolts just right into the existing A-pillar holes. Finally, after two hours of jiggling, maneuvering, manipulating the bolts, swearing and screaming, I was finally able to get the bolts lined up and into the holes. Then with a couple of spins of the ratchet screwdriver, I tightened them up and they were ready to go. I have no idea how Chris in that install it video was able to line those bolts up so easily and quickly. I don't know. Maybe it's a guy thing. I don't know. So even though I had a difficult time lining up the bolts, these grab handles are strong and durable and they're made from a high quality material. And there's no drilling or dismantling required. They sure came in handy this past two weeks as my mom was visiting. And every time she got in the Jeep, instead of having me lift her into the Jeep, she just grabbed on to the one on the passenger side and got in all by herself. She's in her late 70s. So they worked awesome for her. Now, the pair come for $28 a pair. Um, and I will mention, I did lose one of the original manufacturer's bolts down the A-pillar. It's still in there. <laughs> and one of, our listeners, one of our listeners, um, he's one of them who left um, a JAMIC video. Um, I don't want to say who it was, just in case he doesn't want everyone to know. But he <laughs> had to fish. He has the same um, grab handles. He had to fish out one of the standoffs from inside the A-pillar. He lost it. And I will say it does come in two colors. Unfortunately, I will not be telling you what the second color is. They come in black and another color. <laughs> we all know what that color is. Yes. Purple. <laughs> no. Yes. No, no. If there was purple, she'd be wearing that purple wig yeah. and dancing around. <laughs> and she would have even worn a purple shirt tonight. So anyway, I love them. <laughs> They're awesome. It's just they were a pain in the rear to install for me anyway yeah, yeah but it sounds like it came in uh, really handy uh pardon the pun for your uh, mom to be able to get in mm -hmm. the in the jeep so uh was she stepping on the uh the sliders to to step up and then yeah so, so, but she still needed to oh yeah you know. no, no of course but i mean so you actually got a couple of things there that are, are really made for uh off-roading but were uh, used just to be able to get in in the jeep for an older person which which is great uh what was her well, Pardon? Well, what was her uh, feeling about the Jeep? I mean, I'm, I know she's oh, she aware of my it. Jeep. I know she was aware of it, but everybody always says, oh, I can see so good up here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's never commented on that, but she, she loves my Jeep. Does she, she, uh, does she make the comment? Because she sent me a note saying, I wish Tammy uh, had gotten a red one, but. Yeah, no. 
<laughs> she prefers black Jeeps because they're just so much cooler, she said. <laughs> hey, Tammy, quick question about, uh-huh. uh, about that install. Um, was it getting the bolts threaded or was it getting them into the hole right? I mean, what were you having a hard time with? Was it getting them lined up or getting the threads to seat right? Yeah, you kind of have to do both of them at the same time. Um, oh, from either and- side? Well, there's two of them in each grab handle. One goes right. up and one goes... Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So getting them both lined up and yeah, I think just getting them into the hole of the A-pillar because ah, okay. um, you can't really... It's The hole is like inside a little more than... Um, right. It's kind of recessed in there a little bit. Yes, Plus thank you're you. I would a little something on top of it. And so you got to kind of get down in there even further. And it, you can't probably see exactly where you're trying to go or exactly or, you know, where you're supposed to be. So it's you're kind of, you know, driving by Braille almost, I bet. So yeah, here's, exactly. a, little, here's I, a little tip for some of you guys out there. If you're if you're trying to get a bolt in a hole and you just can't quite get the threads to start right, things aren't quite lining up right. Obviously, you know, having to, you know, shift some things around to get your holes to line up is is going to be your best bet. Another thing you can do is to try and put the uh, screw it in backwards. Here's, I know it sounds weird. Trust me on this. This is a tip I got from an old watchmaker one time. He says, if you can't get a set of threads started, turn it backwards. And what you're going to be doing is, is, is they're not going to thread. You're not going to cross thread it or anything, but you're, you're basically turning the threads against each other and and they will drop down in it, you'll you'll get to that point of where you passed that first that first th- starting thread and it will drop down into the next thread and then you 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 know go with a normal rotation and you can screw something in. Um, it's a little bit kind of a weird thing to get used to and and practice with like a mayonnaise jar or something. You'll you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. You know as far as you know trying to screw it on the wrong way. And, you know, righty tighty lefty loosey will go left first and then go right. And doing that you know kind of going backwards on the threads a little bit will uh, hopefully enable you to, to, you know, get a stubborn bolt to get started a little bit easier. Helps it get it centered. Uh, it's kind of what I've, uh, you know, I've never seen it, but it's kind of the feel. I was uh, explaining this to my oldest daughter the other day. It is uh, a feel very much by feel type yeah, of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, cause you never can't see it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you go, turn it backwards and it, uh, gets the threads lined up or something. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those tricks that you, you learn by doing. I, and, and, and actually, uh, I've got something that was just handed to me. We did have a snippet of Tammy doing the install of those grab handles. Oh, just, just, just a snippet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're ble- obviously bleeping out the profanities. Yes. Though, yeah. So. Yes. Uh, one, one thing looking back on it, I'm, because it was at such a weird angle, especially with the steering wheel on the driver's side, I'm wondering if maybe I would have had a better, um, it, an easier time if I would have gotten on the hood of my Jeep and, um, well, not necessarily oh, so my head, but put my windshield down. Windshield. Yeah, I see what and, you're saying. We need to get it from there. We need to get a film crew over there next time you're doing this, uh, this thing. It'd be, oh, yeah. it'd be great. It'd make a whole hour long podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> I was so frustrated it is it's very frustrating uh and, and one of the reasons why it, it always seems and, and i think we even talked about this on last uh, jeep talk call show uh it always seems like the things you think are going to be so easy mm-hmm. turn out to be really hard because some little something uh the big meme going around on the uh, on facebook right now is uh the loss of a 10 millimeter uh socket you know, have you seen my 10 millimeter socket? It only, it, it would only take me 15 minutes to do the job, but it was three hours trying to find the 10 millimeter right, socket that I just had in my <laughs> hand. Yep. 
Oh, it's so frustrating. But that's the way it goes. So, all right. You guys ready for some uh, campfire side chat? Yeah, let's do it. Oh. Well, I'm glad there's at least one running Jeep around here. Uh, you're getting yeah. closer. You know, if it wasn't for your failing health, you'd uh, you'll you'll get it done. <laughs> uh, all right. Now Tony's over exaggerating slightly, but not really. <laughs> we never um, do that here. Now sat- Saturday, I was supposed to um, head out to a local machine shop and drop off my head, but I had the opportunity to make some extra money, and well, you know, padding the Jeep fund always comes first before draining the jeep fund so yes. <laughs> um I, I took the opportunity to do some uh, some uh, electrical installation work uh, put in uh, some audio equipment and alarm and into a into a buddy's daughter's vehicle for him and um and it was kind of a hard thing to do i mean it was the first break of nice weather that we've had in a while so it was warmer than i'm used to um i was battling some i had a, a little bit of a bone infection um that i was uh fighting as well and so i was in a lot of pain uh, and uh, ended up Sunday just completely down in the dirt, and and Monday I actually had to call into call into work and um, ended up going in for oral surgery uh, right away. So um, it was not a very pleasant weekend for me, and it hasn't really been a, a pleasant uh, beginning of the week. And I have to go back in for another round of surgery here uh, starting Monday, which I'm not looking forward to at all in the least because I'm going to be in pain from this one for a yuck, good week or yuck, more. Yuck. So. Well, you, at least yes. you can see the. Uh, well, I mean, the the alternative is is that you have a bone infection, and that could be quite bad. Well, uh, I'm, I, mean, yeah, I mean, I don't want to quote. Die. I don't <laughs> want to use too much of a medical term here, but it could be bad. <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're. I mean, because I didn't even know I had it, and and it wasn't until this pain started where they're like, you know, it's like by that time it's it's clearly too late, and and so that's why I'm having to go in through some of these surgeries. They're having to do some tissue removal and and some other things, which yeah, really suck. Um, but uh, you know, you just make it through it and push through it, soldier on, and and all that sort of stuff. So, um, but I was glad to be able to get the side job done and out of the way. I, I kind of set that up for about a week or so, and. Uh, I was really worried that I wasn't going to be able to finish it. There was a couple of snags throughout the process, and and uh, I was by the end. I mean, I didn't get it done until like eight eight thirty at night. It was it took way longer than it was supposed to because I was I was working in pain the entire time. And and uh, I'm glad that they 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 kind of ended up running along in their schedule, which gave me a little bit more time and ended up working out. But it, because of all that, I've had to put the the Jeep project sort of just on a hiatus for a couple of weeks while I deal with this health and surgery stuff and then I can get back to action. Well, it worked out pretty well. I mean, nothing worse uh, than having a, a brand new head ready to be picked up uh, and having the health issues then. And you just get to look at the bright shiny. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So this, this works out well. And uh, fortunately you well, didn't, in a way, uh, you didn't I mean, die, which is also another a positive. Yeah, but you know, I've, I've got the you know a big heavy head that I'm not going to be able to lift for another week after oh, the surgery. True. So it's like, well, you're doing right, stuff. Yeah, I got to call in some favors. Who's going to yeah, help me come got, lift this? You do so much yeah. stuff for other people. I'm sure you can get somebody, a couple oh, of guys. No, there's there's already been a, a several people been like, hey, do you need some help? You can come over there and uh, help you out there. So no, I've got I got a lot of people that are chomping at the bit to uh, turn in some favors, as it were. So you need to get uh, one of those uh, uh, drones with a camera and a remote feed, and where you can just sit in the living room on the recliner and just have it hovering in the garage while they're putting the head on with a speaker oh, attached to it. No, a, a little, little more to the, no, a little more to the right. No. <laughs> you guys are supposed to put that gasket on first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tammy, what you got going on? 
Well, I just wanted to let everyone know, less than 30 days until I hit Moab. I'm really excited about that. I just realized it now. It's under a month to go. And I also wanted to mention, um, for those of you who are podcast listeners to other podcasts other than this great one that you're listening to right now, we have Trail Chasers um, podcast. Cody has a new vehicle. And when you should this? go over there and check them out and follow it out. And it's not a Jeep. Nope. It's I not a Jeep. did not approve this. Uh, I yep. know. And uh, it's it's not black. It's not red. You'll just have to go over to uh, trailchasers.net and have a look. Uh, if you if you don't uh, follow Cody and Trail Chasers, uh, you can follow him on Instagram. That's where I first saw the picture today. And Me too. Uh, it was sad. So, yeah, it was. But, uh, you know, it's okay. Uh, I don't yeah. mind. Uh, the, only, the only thing I had to say about it was, uh, what, they didn't have a red one? You know, yeah. come on. Of it's, course. It's brand new. You can't tell me they didn't have a red one. Of course, they may not have had a pretty red. Because, you know, Jeep even did that with something they called red, but it was really maroon. And damn it, it if it's maroon and oh, that red, it's chili what I said. pepper red. Yeah, yes. that's right. Yeah, yeah exactly. All right. Well, uh, Tammy, we're looking forward to you uh, leaving and uh, going to yeah. Moab. Uh, that would be fun. Uh, Easter Jeep Safari would have been funner, but uh, that's okay. Uh, uh, I'm just, I don't know if I could have my first time there be with so many people. I was going to say, it would be really busy. Your head would be yeah. on a swivel trying to see everything. And actually, one um, one of our listeners who's in Moab right now, I believe, um, anyway, he's posting pictures right now. He's says he's been there during Easter Jeep Safari, and he's on this same trail he was on before. And he mentioned how it's so much more, more relaxing mm-hmm. and more fun. Now he's on a trail not with like hundreds of jeeps. Oh yeah, you know. But so, but, but still, that's got to be a cool thing to be out there. Oh and yeah, see so much going on. I get it though. I mean, it's it's like uh, two different ways of uh, of experiencing something. Right. But I want my first experience where I can really soak it in and enjoy it, and then the next time, be there with all the people. Woohoo! Party. You know. So I'm I'm gonna make a prediction, which I may have made before, or maybe you've even said. Uh, I think the the thing that you're going to dislike the most about being at Moab is you're going to be out there without your Jeep. Mm, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, uh, to be honest with you, if I did go there with my Jeep, I would need to take two weeks off. Yeah. I, yeah. By the time, I, don't, I don't see a problem you know, with this. <laughs> well, I don't have two weeks to take off. So, Oh, just tell you know, them. I have, Do they, I either have under- they either understand it's Moab and you got to have the time or you don't need the job. It's just that, it's just that simple, right? Yeah, I need the job. So yeah, I I was kind of in that same boat when I went to the Rubicon uh, without my Jeep. I, obviously, with a with a group of Jeepers, um, but uh, but yeah, I was without my Jeep. And although it was an amazing experience, and I highly recommend it to anybody who ever ever has the opportunity to even go to something like Moab or like something like Rubicon or you know any of these world class trail systems like that. Even if you can't make it with your own Jeep, it is still totally worth it. Now, granted, yeah. when you get home, you're going to be in the dumps because you're going to be wishing that you had your Jeep there and you're going to be trying to do everything you can to get your Jeep there the <laughs> next time around. So, but it's, it's an awesome experience. Tammy, I, I feel for you. I have been in your, in your situation before. You're going to have a ton of fun. And yes, the entire time you're going to be like, oh, if I only had my Jeep, oh, my if I only Jeep had my Jeep. Made but- that. My <laughs> Jeep could have done that. 
Yeah, I know. But you know, when I was at women's, uh, the women's off, um, the women's wheeling day at Roush Creek, yeah. the second time I went, I didn't take my Jeep. I mean, I drove up there in my Jeep, but I rode the trails in the Clayton Jeep. Right. And that was an amazing experience driving in another Jeep. And I will get to drive a Jeep um, at Moab. Um, so that'll, and it'll be a bigger Jeep than my Jeep because it's going to be 37 inch tires and a four inch lift. So, oh, okay. I mean, I'll. I'll still get to drive a Jeep. It's just not mine. I thought it was going to be a rental is what you were going to go in. I was going to say, if it's a rental, you know, roll it. Let's get the extra insurance. Oh. And uh, I know it's a, it's a, <laughs> um, from an outfitter, it's their Jeep and, um, they'll take their Jeep and they have, you know, other Jeeps that, and you just follow them in their Jeep. Wow. Sounds like a lot so. of fun. Hope you, uh, bring us back, uh, very uh, colorful stories and, uh, hopefully some audio and videos as well. I'll be bringing my Ram mount mount and my camera. So, so I don't know if you guys uh, get concerned about the third brake light on your, uh, your TJ or JK or whatever, especially when you start putting uh, larger uh, tires there on the, uh, the rear uh, spare tire mount. Uh, but I actually used a, uh, um, I guess they were um, some old uh, transfer case drop um, little rubber things from, uh, uh, rubber spacers from uh, Rough Country. I actually used that to to make the uh, third brake light up higher on my wife's TJ, so it would actually be above the 33 inch tire. And while I was there, I decided I'd go ahead and put one of those uh, uh, third. Uh, well, I guess it doesn't have to be a third brake light because it works on any brakes. Uh, but the flasher, where whenever you uh, step on the brakes, the flasher actually uh, starts with a a rapid flash and then a slow flash. It calls uh, attention to uh the the brake light and uh i think it might actually be illegal on the brake lights the main brake lights here in texas yeah but the, i think but the third i don't know about every state but that, that's the same way here you can yeah. only have that on the third brake light here in oregon but the third brake light doesn't seem to be a problem at all and and actually you know the third brake light is there to give people way behind uh other vehicles uh, the uh, indication that there's you know traffic is stopping. So yeah. anything I can do to help keep the TJ from being rear-ended, I'm I'm there. So uh, anyway, I noticed the other day I was uh, my wife likes backing into the garage. We got a little tennis ball hanging from the ceiling, and uh, you can always tell when you're getting close to it by stepping on the brake and you see the flash on the tennis ball. Well, the tennis ball wasn't flashing. Well, actually, the brake light wasn't flashing. So I figured that uh, little flasher had gone out. So I ordered another one. I mean, they're like six, seven bucks off of Amazon. Uh, yeah. And uh, just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon first. And uh, you can get one of those little things. Easy to wire in. And uh, anyway, I replaced it and got the uh, the third brake light flashing again. And uh, again with the Instagram. If you guys uh, are on Instagram and uh, you don't follow the uh, Jeep Talk Show, go follow us. And you can actually see the little LED uh, light that I put in there. It's a little, uh, I think, a 12 by 12 LED chip panel that I put there in the third brake light. So uh, and then put a flasher on it. It's uh, it's quite bright. I actually should add a, a second one. And as long as we're talking about LEDs, I know Josh and I were uh, chatting about this the other day. Uh, I've been trying to improve the lighting in the garage because it, it seems like I, I'm always slow to drag my ass out into the garage and work on <laughs> anything. Uh, during the summertime, you really don't want to do out, be out there in the middle of the day anyway. So uh, it gets really dark in that garage, even uh, uh, with uh, the few lights that I have in there. It, you know, just seeing to be able to like do a, a drum brake or a brake job or anything along the backside of the vehicle, it, it makes it very difficult to see. 
So uh-huh. I found uh, again on Amazon.com. Uh, I found uh, these LED four foot um, uh, lamps. What do you call them? The the, the like shop lights. Uh, yeah, the, basically like fluorescent lights, but they're they're LED. And uh, I installed uh, a couple of them uh, on the sides of the the garage where the uh, uh, kind of in front of the uh, the garage door. I couldn't put them back as far as I wanted to because of the garage door. But uh, got got those up, and uh, it is it is bright. But I could kind of get the feeling. I kind of got the feeling there was uh, needed a little more light in there. I think it's a sickness once you start getting light, whether it's on the <laughs> Jeep more. or on the garage. You go, hey, you know, I could throw another one of those on there, and it's going to be really bright. So uh, that's what I did, and uh, I think I'm going to wind up with four of them. I've got three in there right now, all wired up and working, and. It's just amazing having light to be able to see and work on things instead of feel your way around uh, in the garage. So, uh, yeah, it was really good. Oh, and I think I already mentioned this, but uh, I'm uh, thrilled every day that I, I'm driving home with the uh, the higher air temps. It uh, looks like the new water pump has fixed the overheat issue that I was having driving home because it stays Hooray! nice and cool. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear about that, uh, that situation for six months. So... <laughs> Anyway, that's what I got going on. I got a lot of lighting going on, uh, I guess. Uh, but yeah. uh, so, looking forward to doing some work in the garage, and even even during the day, it's going to help. Oh, and uh, while I was out there, I heard something. Uh, you know, I just ran some wiring for the the LED lights, and uh, I was showing my wife how nice and bright and everything was, and we heard a breaker pop. Yep. Which oh, is which too is many a, lights. Which is always a concern. Now these are LEDs; it shouldn't be an issue. But that's always a concern when you're doing a house electrical, at least for me, that I, I didn't do something right. I didn't wire it right. And I, I went over there and checked all the breakers, and everything looked fine. The lights were on. I, I, I just didn't know what it was. And then later, I, uh, I was closing the garage door. It was during the day. I wanted to see how bright they were in the dark. So cr- closed the garage door, and I found out what the breaker sound was. One of the torsion springs on the garage oh, popped. Oh, no. So... I'm going to be uh, replacing a torsion spring, first time ever. Actually, I'll re- you're supposed to replace them both. Uh, yeah. I'll be uh, replacing both of those because uh, the, the the last time they were uh, replaced, about 10 years ago, I guess, uh, the guy left his card, stapled it right there to the switch for the garage door opener. Makes yeah, that's it, what makes happened it really, with ours. Yeah, okay. Made it really handy. I gave him a call today. I think I paid like 120 bucks, you know, 10 years ago or something. You got any idea how much they're charging now for that service? Springs and insulation? Oh, you're so close. You can two fifty. You can either go two fifty or three fifty. <laughs> so I'm gonna be spending sixty dollars at Amazon for a set of springs <laughs> and those rods that you need to tighten them up. And oh, uh, be careful, Tony. Spending, be very careful. Spending you, fifteen you minutes watching the header. YouTube. You could take out your door. You could take out an arm or worse with those things. I'd that's one of those things I'd almost just leave it to the professional. I'm not spending two hundred fifty two hundred fifty dollars, Josh. This isn't well, like see, working on a differential. Would, I would spend the money. Yeah, well, that's uh, but that's me. Remember, I was talking to you, Josh, about get, uh, getting you set up over there so you could run the show in case something happened to me. Yeah, <laughs> put yourself in harm's wood. way, pal. <laughs> knock on wood. All right, well, let's get over to some wheeling wear. As we're going to talk about what events are coming up in your neck of the woods and around the nation. we got a whole bunch of stuff, guys. Really, the show season has kicked into full gear, so let's get through this. Uh, this actually came in. We uh, had an email. A listener wrote into the show, and he says, uh, 
Hey, I'm in Michigan, and the event Tony was talking about in episode 276 is this weekend. Thanks for the great podcast. Keep up the good work. Have a wonderful day, Nick. So I want to give a big shout out to Nick K for writing into the show and letting us know about, well, what is it? It's Jeep the Mac. We talked about this last year. This is the second annual Jeep the Mac. It's happening this weekend, April 21st through the 23rd. Starts at the Mackinac Bridge with events in both St. Ignace and on Drummond Island. And uh, if you want more information about this, they do have a Facebook page set up. We'll have the, the link uh, to that in the show notes. But well, by the time you get to it, it might be a little too, too late. Uh, we also have the Pacific Northwest Four-Wheel Drive Association presenting the annual Sand Flea Rally and Poker Run happening April 29th at the Oregon Dunes. For more information, head over to Pacific Northwest Four-Wheel Drive Association.org, pnw4da.org. Also have the Badlands Off-Road Adventures presenting the Winching Clinic coming up April 29th as well. This one's happening in Mojave, California. Uh, this is a hands-on class, guys. If you do not have a winch on your vehicle, well, it's no problem. You'll be paired up with somebody else who does. This class goes in great detail about safety-related issues, basic operation of the winch, simple and complex riggings, stuck assessment, winch capability, and more. I was going to talk about minimizing environmental impact. If you guys are, are considering a winch on your vehicle or already have one but need training on how to learn how to get the best from it and to do it safely, well, you need to take this class. For more information, head over to 4x4training.com. And uh, happening June 2nd through the 4th, Silver Lake Sand Dunes is having the Jeep Invasion. This is happening in Michigan, guys. This is the second annual June 2nd through the 4th of this year. So everyone try and make it up to Michigan. They're the only sand dunes east of Utah that you can drive your Jeep on. So this is a great event. You want to learn more about it? SLSDJeepInvasion.com. I think that's a thing that uh, Gina is always at uh, year after year. We had some video from her. Gina from uh, nomnews.com does our yeah. food segment. All right, guys. So if you're watching this on YouTube, we want you to know that the Jeep Talk Show is also available in audio-only format. Great to listen to while commuting or while working on your Jeep. Don't forget about the apps for iTunes uh, from iTunes for the iOS uh, and uh, the Android platforms. So you can subscribe to our show via iTunes, TuneIn, Google uh, Play, or iHeartRadio and never miss an episode. And if you'd like to contribute financially to the show, well, you can do so by going to the JeepTalkShow.com website and clicking on the PayPal button we have there to subscribe annually, starting at just $12, or select another button for a one-time donation. We do the show because we enjoy it, guys, and it's always free. There's no financial support that is ever necessary, but if you want to support the show, we greatly appreciate it. And did you know it can take up to four days for your favorite podcast episode to show up on iTunes? It's true. iTunes is a great free service, and we appreciate Apple for all their hard work. But we want our listeners to get the Jeep Talk Show as quickly as possible. That's why we are recommending that all of you iTunes users subscribe to our podcast. No multi-day delay. You'll get the newest episodes much quicker. Open up iTunes, search for Jeep Talk Show, and hit that subscribe button. And never miss a great funny, informative podcast. Hey, I want to remind you guys about our YouTube channel. It's how we bring the show to you live every week, Thursdays and Tuesdays, guys, over at youtube.com slash Jeep Talk Show. Be sure to subscribe. Every subscriber we get, Tony gets a cookie. Cookie! Ah. <laughs> hey, you want to join the Jeep Talk Show team? We're looking for volunteers to manage our vast social media presence on the web. You can be the Jeep Talk Show social media voice. Send an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com to find out more. Hey, folks, and don't forget, you can get more Jeep Talk with Tony and myself Tuesday nights, 9 o'clock Central Time, on the Jeep Talk Call-In Show, our new live call-in show where it's all about you and your Jeep. 
8 well, p.m. That's it for this week, Central. Guys. <laughs> 8 p.m. Central. <laughs> that's what it is. That's it for this week, Jeepers. Wherever you're wheeling, make sure you pack it in. Well, if you pack it in, make sure you pack it out. Let's see if our outdoor recreation spots in as good, if not better condition than the one were when we arrived. Remember to always tread lightly. Stay on designated trails and don't wheel where you're not supposed to. If you'd like to learn more about the Tread Lightly principles, now you can help keep our trails and public lands open for offered use. Head over to www.treadlightly.org. Oh, I still got music. I should have gone slower. <laughs> it's nine, eight, seven. <laughs> hey, don't forget to I check out my blog, <laughs> JeepMama.com. Hey, if you guys need a voice uh, for your product or business, by all means, check me out over at TheVoiceOfJosh.com. You know, uh, Tammy works with elevators. I think you'd be great for voices in the elevator, Josh. Oh, there you go. You could oh, ad-lib some stuff. Floor two. <laughs> Open the pod bay doors. I'll floor three. <laughs> Your door is ajar. No, it's not. It's a door, damn it. <laughs> I was going to do the same thing. <laughs> All right, you guys have a great uh, Jeep week. We will see you uh, next Tuesday. I, we may even have a guest. I can't, uh, you know, we got a calendar. Yes, we do have a guest. Do we? We, uh, yes, we have a calendar now so we can find out, remember what's going on. <laughs> do you know who it is? Scott from, oh, sorry, from <laughs> Nora 4x4. It's time to end the show. <laughs> I know. Past my bedtime, folks. Tammy, you had a slight bobble in yours. Yep. Do you want to and wild okay. boar? Yep. Uh, was Tony, mine, Tony, yours sounded fine. I was going to say if mine was okay, we could just uh, record Tammy's. And I was going to yep. say I think mine's okay too. So yep. if you just want to do a, a quick breeze through with Tammy's. Yeah, let's do that. All right. This week's show opens up with some talk of a Jeep hybrid and how you can get some of the gear seen in the concepts from Easter Jeep Safari. Later, I'll be reviewing the wild boar grab handles for the JKs. Perfect. Whoever has to record last, we have to, uh, they have to buy drinks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and normally it would be me. So we'll, we'll tally them up. And then when we meet, that's how we'll do it. Starting today. Yep. <laughs> Great. <laughs> now it's going to be me for the rest of the, you guys are going to plan it that way. Uh, Tammy, you need to redo your segment.